Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with veteran jazz drummer and composer Phil Haynes on the 2023 book, Chasing the Masters. This wonderful new book stories, his encounters with legends like Lee Konitz, Anthony Braxton, Dave Liebman, and Paul Smoker, along with poetry, musical analysis, and lessons from a life in music. It will also be accompanied by the career-spanning eight-hour compilation, A Life Improvised, a 62-track collection encompassing his many projects and collaborations. We caught up with him initially in mid-2020, and now we are catching back up in better times. Enjoy this interview. Greetings, Joe. Bill Haynes, what's up, man? We are. That's right. You are (laughs) correct. Hey, do you want to just do audio? Yeah, that's fine. However you want to do it, it's all good. Yeah, I just, I didn't see it come up, so we can just switch to audio and uh, go from there. Yeah, sounds great, man. Okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and click this off, and we'll just do straight audio. Phil, the last time we connected was during the beginnings of this pandemic. I released that interview in October of 2020. Good God. It's been that long. Man, can you believe it? (laughs) No, it's, you know, it's been a crazy time for all of us. Um, It's both been compressed, and yet at the times it seems like it goes on and on. Um, Fortunately, I think a a bunch of us uh, managed to find some kind of phoenix rising from the ashes, even if with a few tinged wings. (laughs) For sure. Well, and I guess that's my first question before we get into Chasing the Masters, your brand new book. I want to know, how did you ultimately survive this three and a half years or so? And how has it changed you? Yeah, the uh, I had a I have a, a degenerative um, uh, joint malady in my hands from my dad's side that had only affected women in the before, but of course it would hit the percussionist too. And so that was one thing. And then, you know, I spent 40 years besides playing music, working with my hands, uh, painting and plastering professionally, uh, including my time in New York. And even though I haven't done it for 15 years, well, by the time the pandemic hit, uh, my hands were a mess. Uh, my right hand on bad days felt like it was worn out and my left hand wasn't far behind. And so the ironic thing was, besides cutting down on activity and trying to get enough rest, is that with 18 months of not seeing anybody, <laughs> at least not musically, um, uh, all of a sudden, um, my hands started to get to get better by themselves, at least one half of it. The degenerative stuff you can't do much about, but um, the repetitive motion from all that painting and plastering uh, lifted. I was able to return to a practice regimen uh, that I got you know, years ago when I was in high school for my guy, Steve Lawrence, the Oregon Symphony, and was able to rebuild my technique. Um, and while I don't have the endurance I used to have, I have to be careful how much I play. Uh, what I play after, you know, um, a year, year and a half of, of uh, going back to exercises, it blossomed. And so now I get to play again. I didn't have to uh, go into an early international retirement. And I tell you that that was, um, uh, yeah. oh, man, what a what a dilemma uh, and and anxious and distressing. And, you know, it was pulling me apart during the pandemic. So. Talk to me a little bit about Chasing the Masters, the new book, and just kind of having this out, like, while we emerge out and music is starting up, how does it kind of collectively feel? 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was something I never expected, even though Dave Liebman uh, told me 10, 15 years ago to expect uh, uh, such an impulse and not to duck it, that I would have plenty to say to people. And I was like, yeah, right, Dave. <laughs> I don't need to write a book. I'm not that important. And then all of a sudden, um, when I was trying to find during the pandemic something constructive I could do, um, I started reviewing tapes and updating uh, websites and Bandcamp pages, both for myself and for Paul Smoker. And thing I know, I'm listening to this music, and uh, we attempted to make music that would be lasting and have import in uh, the jazz world. And, you know, uh, for years, I think uh, both Paul and myself felt like we fell short. You know, we had pretty high high goals for ourselves. And now, you know, all of a sudden listening back was like, oh, we didn't do so bad after all. And so that was uh, somebody needed to tell Paul's story because he passed away several years ago without writing a book. And then, of course, my developmental editor said, well, you know, you can't just write about Paul. You're going to really have to write about yourself. And you got a bunch of material, but you need to fill in the blanks. And I don't know. I don't know where this came from, but there was this upwelling. And for 18 months, um, I culled things from my social media, from old letters, uh, old reviews, quotes that had meant a lot to me in the past and memories of lessons with, you know, whether it was Lee Konitz or, or Lieb or Dave Holland or whoever. And, um, and all the story uh, emerged and it uh, it has felt great. Um, it feels like I I got the I I think it's pitched pretty well. So, what are you ultimately hoping the reader gets from this book? Well, you know, it's it's a book that sure it's jazzy and sure you know I'm a drummer and a composer, but you know it's for anybody in the arts. Um, it's a it's an unlikely because I'm a guy from uh, a guy from a small town in Oregon. It's an unlikely yes you can kind of story. Um, I happen to get the right information and be able to uh, uh, to manipulate it. I wish I had my book when I was uh, in college, for instance, and I was reading uh, Beneath the Underdog by Mingus. I was reading Miles with Quincy Troop. I was reading Chasing the Train and reading uh, um, Zen and the Art of Archery. You know, it. my book kind of... Um, it's a kind of blueprint that it's okay to be different. It's okay not to be like the others. As a matter of fact, maybe it's exactly what you have to be if you're going to be a one and only, uh, which is one of the great aspirations for artists and certainly for jazz. So do you have any, what what's coming up for you as far as shows and activity as we kind of close this year out and look into a brand new year next year? Yeah, well, and uh, fortunately, uh, in the last year, uh, things here in the Susquehanna Valley, yeah, I'm stuck in, in central Pennsylvania, stuck. Oh, that's a terrible thing to have said. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I grew up in Oregon, and so, of course, you know, you're a West Coast guy for, for life. And then I spent 20, 25 years in New York City, and so... Um, uh, you know, I always felt like I either wanted to be in the city or I wanted to be out in the country and uh, everything else was kind of purgatory. Well, you know, I've I've uh, I've managed to do it. I uh, chased my wife uh, out here um, after all those years in New York City. And it's been great. I was able to do some college teaching out here at Bucknell. And I still do. Uh, and I've uh, uh, yeah, I, I do concerts now. On the other hand. Uh, I have to travel an hour 
to three hours going into one of the major metropolitan areas um, to play with, you know, my peers. And that's, that's tough when you're isolated. Um, you either have to bring them to you. So, you know, years ago, I started Jazz at Bucknell, um, a series, uh, or you have to go. And uh, we all know that that's gotten harder. On the other hand, uh, the internet makes it easier for some, although I prefer, I prefer eyeball to eyeball, ear to ear, instrument to instrument in the same acoustics uh, interactions. So if anyone out there wants to pick up the new book, learn about anything going on in your world, where's the best place to go? Well, uh, Amazon, uh, all they have to do is go to Amazon, look up Phil Haynes, Chasing the Masters, and it will come right up. Uh, it's available in hardbound currently. And uh, yeah, it makes a great gift uh, to a favorite library of yours, let alone uh, somebody uh, who's a creative uh, in your life uh, that you'd uh, yeah like to get a give a yes you can story to because you can uh, it can be done and then um, uh, I think you asked a part two to that question and I got distracted oh just anything that might be going on with you with shows or any activity any of your other music work where's the best place to go yeah, you bet. Well, there's there's always philhaines.com and also Phil Haynes Music uh, on Bandcamp. Uh, and there's I've got a number of uh, recordings coming up, uh, new ones with my uh, Americana string band, Free Country, which features uh, the great cellist, vocalist Hank Roberts and Drew Gresson and uh, guitarist Jim Yonda. And we're actually we've We've uh, done a trilogy of uh, studio albums over the last 20-some years, and we're going to do one last record probably, uh, and it's going to be all originals this time instead of covers. We can't wait because everybody is such a good writer in the band, and that group has always had a uh, an amazing sound. And then come June, uh, I have a, uh, a release of uh, my band from New York, uh, my quintet, Four Horns and What?, and so not only do we have a remastered uh, version of the two original studio records, but a beautiful live at the Brooklyn Academy of Music side that I had forgotten, uh, a lost tape, quite literally. And uh, John Chikai is featured on it, and uh, as well as Paul Smoker and Andy Lester and Herb Robertson. It's truly a, uh, a band of, uh, of leaders. And we were we were in our prime so that's a lot to look forward to and uh i on the other swinging the other way um daydream the piano trio classic piano trio i have with uh drew gress and the yamaha artist steve rudolph we have a new record coming out duke and strays live or is it duke and strays live uh, it's a live concert that uh, we recorded. It's actually quite exceptional. It's uh, perhaps Steve's and that trio's best playing. And so um, we're just finishing that up now in post-production, and it will be out uh, in a year. Wonderful, Phil. You know, one thing I was always really hoping for during the pandemic was to catch up with everybody after everything slowed down and we are in a better place. So it's so great to see your book, to see that things are picking up. Thank you for taking a minute out. It's great to catch you in better times on planet Earth. How about it, Joe? And uh, best wishes to you and your listeners. 
Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Phil for coming back to the show and for his time and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.